morning and welcome to another chilly episode of The Honest Teacher. I am your host and guide on this wonderful journey, Lunchbox. Um, here I am on another one of my now infamous walks. I like taking these little walks in the morning because it helps clear my mind, helps me get a little bit of exercise first thing in the morning you know even though I do work out four times a week I do um, but this is just a little extra helps me feel I don't know get the cobwebs out um, we are heading into excuse me the Christmas break um, we have one full week to go and then it's happening. Um, we can finally say this horrible school year is just about half over. 185 days in a school year rounded up to, what's that, 190? 190 by 2, like 80? No, 90. Basically, 90 days and a half. We're almost there. So, that's exciting. Um, you know, I am going to be taking my paperwork up to the county courthouse today to finalize my candidacy for the school board. So, neighbor down the street <laughs> is on the school board, and <laughs> um, we don't, I don't know, did, you all know there are tendencies in neighborhoods where people just for some reason or another don't see eye to eye don't like each other etc I think ours and these neighbors are that where there's this weird dynamic where we just don't get along um it didn't help that my sons got in the spats with their younger child seemed kind of childish so that happened and then their really good buddy buddy neighbors with the person that started the HOA in our neighborhood that um, kind of disbanded but (laughs) he still feels that he's the mayor of the neighborhood actually we have a mayor of the neighborhood his name is Mayor Mike this is different this is just he's just an asshole this guy just decided he didn't like me didn't like Jen and because he doesn't like us now they don't like us because they need to be friends with him so anyway the reason why I tell you that story is to tell you another one um the neighbor down the street he is currently on the board and he's part of the reason why I'm running to be on the board is because they all just vote block stock together there's no argument there's no this seems to me they nothing they all just do what the others say and on several of the last board meetings I've been to and watched online my neighbor there just seemingly it's part of it just votes with them and there's no discussion there's no arguments there's nothing there's just roll over and expose your belly for them so he's on the board and I would like to replace him my other neighbor has said that 
he's not searching, searching, uh, searching for um, to get back on it. You know, he's just going to re- resign. Uh, great, that'll help me out. So, got all my petitions, did all that jazz. But wouldn't you fucking know? <laughs> Two fucking days ago, who shows up at my fucking porch asking for a signature? This motherfucker. So. Yeah, I'm a good person. I'm like, yeah, I'll sign your shit. So I'm signing it. My wife pops up. She goes, hey, you know that Joel's also running? And then he's like, yeah, I saw that he was considering. I'm like, yeah, well, I didn't want to tell you. So they go and have like a two-minute fake conversation. I just stand there going, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was really hoping that that wouldn't be the case, but, you know, I really don't fucking care, I've said it before that I don't mind if I don't get elected, I'm new to this town, 4,000 fucking people live here, <laughs> 4,000, I'm new, this is one of those towns I said it before where you can live here for 40 years, be two, three generations deep and you're still the new person, so... I don't fucking care. But want to get in on there, make them see me. Every two years, I'll be there. Every two years, until I'm on that board or until I'm on the city council, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be a pain in the ass. There needs to be more liberals on there on the board. So that's my board story. Um, I don't normally, when I do these, I, I don't really have in mind what I want to talk about, but you know, what's on my mind right now is the school board halfway through the school year and I still, you know, you guys are probably in the same boat where some of you may not know where you're going to be next year. And I think right now I'm still in that boat where my no one is wanting to talk about where I'm going to be in the future. I'm trying to figure out a time to bring it up, but it's frustrating because none of the powers that be are wanting to, but I think they keep trying to prepare me for that or prepare themselves because they keep referring to my position as the consulting teacher in the past tense, and they keep referring to me back in a classroom in the present tense where our supervisor in the autism program was just discussing evaluations and this is a year for our I'm not set for evaluations um you know they referred to me and a couple other teachers as not getting evaluated this year but will get evaluated next year I'm like well I shouldn't be in your program next year um but you know that's frustrating you know I took on this classroom you guys have as well. You know, my position just changed. The unilateral decided to change my position back to something else. That's in your power. That's fine. But I didn't bitch and moan. I didn't complain. I didn't tell them I wouldn't do it. I did it. And overall, this has been a crap year because I've had a student that had to restrain, chase down, tackle next to a highway 12 times. And most teachers don't have 12 restraints in a 
entire school year. Yet I had 12 in two months. So we weren't even person or in person for the first month of school. And he was only in my in the classroom for two months. 12 times. You know, I broke a watch, a fitness tracker. You know, he ripped up a pair of my shoes, destroyed untold amounts of classroom materials. Um, you know, my colleagues all scoffed at me because I put literally nothing in my classroom. I'll try to post some pictures of my classroom on Twitter. And it was because of a different student. I thought a different student would be violent. But it was this student. And still, no matter what I had in there, he found things to break and destroy. And it just wore me down. And, you know, I... I've been in this position now for, I think I figured out, this is my ninth year. I've been here for nine years. And while I like it, you know, I could be doing it somewhere else. I really could. And I, I really do think I wouldn't have a problem getting on somewhere else. Um, you know, I... I don't like the idea of leaving. I don't like the idea of having to go through the interview process. But if that's something that I have to go through, that's something I'll go through. And I'll see see it through. And I'll do it the best I can. Um, you know, I've counseled and coached and worked with a great number of teachers who have left, left my school. And for each one of them, I told them, you know, if you're not happy, you gotta, you gotta do what makes you happy. You gotta do what you can do in the short time you're a teacher, because you only live for about 90 years. And you only work for 30 of them. If you're lucky. 30 to 40 years. I'm stopping at 30. But you only work for 30 of them. You might as well enjoy what you're doing before then. As long as you're making enough money to sustain the level of comfort you desire. So, right now, I'm in a holding pattern. Because if if I'm allowed to return to my position I had last year, the position that I interviewed for, the position that I was given a perfect evaluation on last year, then yeah, I will return to my hermit crab shell, wiggle my way back in there, and just walk around in there until I retire. Honestly. I'll honestly do that. You know, I still am looking at the possibility of attending a an administration program. Probably not this in the spring semester, but maybe starting in the summer. But if they tell me that they're going to put me back in the teaching rotation again, well, I can do that somewhere else. I can do that at another school where there's no restraining, where there's less pressure in the special ed realm. You know, there'll always be pressure. There'll always be expectations. There'll always be 
those things. But I know I won't be happy doing this next year. I just know it. Because I don't feel that... I feel at that point my school will be taking advantage of the expertise that I have. Not allowing me to do what I do best. Not allowing me to be the teacher, the person that they've hired me to be. You know, I get if there's a shortage of teachers, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I would even accept that next year. Because they hired more administrators, you know, <laughs> they're hiring more other people. You can find another teacher or you can fuck off, I guess. That's what I'm getting at. You know, I I've applied for a bunch of different jobs, but I get they're not gonna hire me. Um You know, I I took a position that this year that I'm gonna do my best for my students and I've done so. I've I'm continuing to evaluate my practice. I'm continuing to evaluate what the students need. And that's not gonna stop. But I guess what is gonna stop is my accepting that this is what I just have to do. You know, I I think what's also helping me out is during the summer, I created untold amounts of documents to do self-esteem improvements for teachers, um, workshops, scheduling plans, all kinds of support for teachers. Uh, self-care is something that's very important to me that I take very seriously that I take into my classroom and you know I create all this and I let them all know and it turns out they're either taking the stuff that I created to do myself or they're just ignoring it and the administration is doing their own self-care workshops and stuff and just bypassing me um so that's kind of leading me to think that they're not wanting me in my position next year you know and there's other schools that can use the amount of experience that I have and I'll be happy to help them out you know and you know as, as I always say in these you know I know I'm this is like a diary but I am talking to you as well that you may be going through the same experience I am. And again, don't go somewhere. Don't stay somewhere you're not happy. You know, don't be afraid to venture out. You know, I used to the hermit crab. I, you know, I coined that a couple years ago with my wife that her and I were hermit crabs. You know, think about a hermit crab is. A hermit crab looks for the biggest, the smallest home it can live in. And it stays there. And it doesn't change until it has to. Until it's too big for its home. Or it gets destroyed, you know. But it never moves. 
never never leaves that show well, that's been her and I she was at a position for 10 years I've been a nine at mine nine and she recently had enough and with my support she shifted and she went to another organization and it's very different she of course her requirements and obligations have shifted but she's happy she's happy she got out of a very toxic environment and was able was able to now enjoy the benefit of another place so you know I'm thinking that I may have to do that as well you know nine years in one place for a special ed teacher is like an eternity and I guess the only way I would stay is if I modify myself to where I would never do restraints again because I'm 40 I just turned 40 last week my bones don't bend back as well as they used to and I just I don't have the energy to want to chase kids I just don't I'm, I'm just I'm not gonna lie I don't chase my own fucking kids I ain't chasing yours you know there's again what I do is a job my whole identity is not being a special ed teacher. My whole identity is not being a teacher. There's so many other identities that get to jump in front of the line of being a teacher. And the problem with that idea is if I'm, I'm not happy with number nine on the list being a teacher, numbers eight through one are affected because crabby all the time or I'm sore I'm sick you know so that's what I'm dealing with um you know I hope everyone is staying safe hope you're avoiding the virus we've been pretty lucky enough to do so we're planning Christmas stuff right now trying to map that out to make make sure everyone gets to see us but also being as safe as possible you know I'm trying to coordinate with my sister and her wife and their child but it's hard because my wife says you know we've been living a certain way you know being super duper safe it's mostly on my behest and here I am looking like I'm trying to plan a big Christmas get together and ignoring all those things that I've been preaching and she's right so I'm gonna have to break it to my family today that yes we'll see you all but we're gonna do it in staggered times you know there'll be a 15-20 minute window where we're all together and then we're gonna bounce we're gonna wear a mask because we can't risk it you know there's more than one family there's my family and her family. Yes, my grandma is 90. She's talking about not being here next year. But my wife's grandma is like 81 or so. She's doing the same thing. She's talking about me not ever have a chance to see her grandkids again. So we ain't fucking around. So I hope all of you are making COVID safe plans. Go out. Continue work for your kids. Kick that booty hard. You know, keep kicking ass, and I will see you next time. Okay.
Thank you.